Welcome to the A2 Schools Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Cluley. I'm joined again, as usual, our superintendent, Dr. Swift. Thanks for being here. Good afternoon, Andrew. And we also have with us from A2 STEAM, she's a 7th and 8th grade science teacher, Jenny Allen. Thanks for being here with us today, Jenny. Thanks for inviting me. Before we get started with our conversation, we do have to take note. Uh, we're all deeply saddened by the loss of pioneer 10th grader Adriana Davidson. Our sincere and heartfelt condolences go out to her family, friends, and the entire pioneer community. Um, and obviously, just please, everyone support one another. We know that this hard news is going to affect everyone differently. Um, so please take some time and, and reach out to friends and, and offer some support. Absolutely, Andrew. It's just an important day to support this student and family and our pioneer students and staff in our entire Ann Arbor community. Thank you. Okay. Well, we do want to talk about some exciting things going on at A2 STEAM. Um, there was just recently a, a really cool story that, you know, I think would might surprise some people about a science project that actually ended up benefiting uh, homeless individuals in, in the area. Um, and that's why we brought uh, Jenny Allen here to talk about. Um, maybe you could just give a brief overview of what, uh, what your students did. Sure, absolutely. So my students were tasked with trying to come up with a portable flameless heater that was powered by a chemical reaction that could be used to heat up food. Uh, the challenge was to try and come up with some sort of prototype um, that they designed and, uh, and then actually built that could be used to deliver meals. And uh, we ended up being able to deliver those meals to a local homeless shelter. And it was a fun time for everyone involved. No, I, I think when most people are thinking of science classes, you know, they do expect, uh, I can understand the, the reactions and, and all of that. And, you know, that's, that's always something that kids are interested in. But I don't necessarily think that in a typical science class, does a, you end up with something that goes out to help the community. Can you talk about sort of why this happens at A2STEAM? Sure, yeah. I mean, that's how we roll at A2STEAM. We have a very unique philosophy in that we use project-based learning to deliver our instruction. And what that means for us is that any learning that we do is done in the form of a project that students are tackling some really critical, interesting, and compelling driving question that they have to answer over the course of the unit. And when I say answer a question, I'm not talking about some yes or no question. Like their question in this case was, how can we as engineers design a portable flameless heater that can be used to heat up food? And that is the question that drives their learning. And then over the course of the unit, as they're exploring different chemical reactions and learning about endothermic and exothermic reactions, they then have to put that knowledge into use and uh, use the engineering design process to design a prototype. And we find that over the course of a, a project like that, it results in a much deeper investment on the part of the students. They really uh, get so, so drawn in by this challenge that they have to uh, rise up to. Um, and they, they really uh, have to think deeply about the content and uh, end up creating something that is actually going to be used in the real world. It's one of the most uh, important elements of project-based learning. And, you know, Jenny, I've, I've watched you for years uh, do this magic 
that you do in your classroom. Um, and it really is about connecting learning to purpose and mission that is higher and bigger than a seventh or eighth grade classroom more than any of our classrooms. And I see the spark that occurs in students where learning becomes a life-changing experience. And I believe that we're making them uh, not just great scientists, um, but they're becoming better human beings uh, for planet Earth. And thank you for that work. Thank you. Absolutely. I, I couldn't um, I couldn't agree more in that I think the the students need a real life challenge yes. to engage with the material. Yes. I could certainly teach them about chemical reactions out of a textbook, but that's just not really fun for anybody. And they were so immensely proud of the work that they did on this project. Uh, it was the first thing any of them wanted to tell their parents or their friends about that they were working on this. Every day they'd come into the classroom uh, ready to go, wanting to uh, try uh, tweaking the reactants a little bit to get just a slightly hotter reaction or to try something different with their prototype. Um, and, I, you know, I could also explain to them the engineering design process, but instead they, they lived it. They developed their prototypes. They had to test them and revise them and give each other constructive feedback on them. And so they... They actually went through the entire engineering design process until they found a prototype that worked. They tested it rigorously and they delivered it. I love it. And they had just a wonderful experience. You know, one of the hallmarks of effective project-based learning is that authenticity. We need to be dealing with some sort of real-world problem and, and delivering some sort of real-world solution. And, uh, and there needs to be some sort of public product. And this project was able uh, to... Um, get them involved in every aspect of that. And they all felt really proud of their work. You know, you think about learning for the purpose of giving it back on a test. And then I think across the spectrum of learning for the purpose of having fun, you know, which is great too. But yep. then way over here where you're working at A2 STEAM and this kind of project, it's learning uh, for the purpose of changing the world for good. Um, so I love it. It keeps them up at night, gets mm -hmm. them going in the morning, um, and that's the way it should be. Thank you. It is, yeah. I, I also noticed just in my years of doing PBL, because I'm in my, God, I think my eighth year at STEAM now, um, the students who get most invested in these projects are typically, um, sometimes, I wouldn't say typically, but sometimes the kids that are the hardest to get invested in learning, the hardest to engage sometimes. Uh, I, you know, I truly think that PBL activates some different part of the brain. And, um, and I've yet to find a student who does not uh, respond well to it. And sometimes those kids that need a little bit of a push when it comes to engagement really respond well to it. And I think you mentioned that uh, one of the students actually got to go with you when you were delivering the meals. He um, did, yeah. What was his reaction? And, and then I'm guessing, you know, what, what was the reaction of the other students once they heard about what he saw? So they were all insanely jealous that he got to go and deliver the meals. Um, you know, I, uh, I, I wish more students had been able to go, but it was right after school. It was a hard time for parents to drive over to Ipsy and deliver the meals. Um, but the student who came had a wonderful job explaining the project had, uh, and had a wonderful, like really enjoyed the whole process of explaining the project. Um, and when we first rolled up to uh, the homeless shelter, you know, there were uh, a few of the um, clients for the shelter that we were chatting with. And um, 
my student, Christian, was explaining how these prototypes worked and how all you have to do is add water and it would start boiling and it would get up to 120 degrees Celsius. And the guys at the shelter were like, no, no way. We No, you're pranking us. And we're like, no, really? We promised this will work. And they're like, we need to see this. And they went and got water on the spot. We had a, a cup that went with the prototype that had to fill wine. So they knew exactly how much to put in. And they put it in. And, uh, and we said, all right, you need to shake it. And he was like, oh, you're definitely pranking me. And we're like, no, you need to shake it. <laughs> and he shook it for about 20 or 30 seconds. And then it started boiling. And on the spot, you know, like like we told him it would. And you could see that. Um, my student Christian just was so thoroughly enjoying the whole experience of being able to um, deliver these meals. It was just, it was just a really fun time. I wish more students had been able to go, but they love seeing our photos afterwards. Maybe, maybe for a future class, we can uh, get get some more students able to go. Absolutely, I would, I would love that. I think, um, in hindsight, if I had been able to deliver the meals, you know, later in the evening, I think that would have made sense. This was my first time doing this project, and one of the things that we do at Steam is we're continuously reflecting on our PBL practice and what could we do differently next time. And that's one aspect that I would definitely change for next time because so many of the students wanted to be there to help deliver the meals. So. Yeah. Next time, next round. <laughs> so is there a next chapter for wider production of this? There definitely Does could it? be. Yeah, it's actually a really easy chemical reaction that uses um, easy-to-find ingredients from a hardware store. So, uh, yeah, we definitely could do it on a larger level, and I, I can't wait to do this project again next year. Um, one of the things I asked the students is how could we improve upon this project for next year's class, and they gave me some really great feedback. Uh, but now... Now we, you know, we uh, we are sadly moving on to the next unit, but they like that one just as much. It's on magnetic fields, and they get to make magnetic carnival games that are rigged for the younger kids at Steam, and it's also a favorite unit. So oh, I love that. They yeah. can't wait to make rigged carnival games for the younger kids. And when we did this last year, the little kids found out halfway through the carnival that the games were rigged and did not care and just wanted to keep playing. I so. love it. That's wonderful. That's the yeah. whole point was fun for the kids, right? Exactly. It's learning through fun. It's learning through projects. It's it's absolutely, I think, the best way to engage with the content. Absolutely. So uh, just in general, I know that uh, not only are you teaching in the Ann Arbor Public Schools, but you're also another proud alumni of the Ann Arbor I Public am. Schools. Yes. Can you talk a little bit about what made you decide to come back to AAPS? Yeah, so I went to Huron, class of 94. I was a river rat, and uh, I absolutely love Ann Arbor. I just uh, really can't imagine living anywhere else. It's a, it's a wonderful community. Uh, my husband's from the west side of the state, but he came to Ann Arbor for school and never left. And now we're raising our children here. And when I first heard about STEAM, my husband, who's an engineer, uh, <laughs> engineer and a science teacher, we looked at each other and said, our kids are going to STEAM. And um, and I was uh, working for another district, but made the move to STEAM. Like many of the people who um, came to STEAM, a lot of us came from other districts and were drawn there by the unique opportunities there. And I really can't imagine teaching anywhere else. And yeah, I love being a part of the community. I live around the corner from STEAM. It's a six-minute walk to my school, and my kids go there, and it's just a wonderful, wonderful situation. So, uh, yeah, I was delighted to grow up here, and I'm delighted to stay here, and I'm pretty sure I'll be in Ann Arbor for the rest of my life. <laughs> Jenny, you know, that's wonderful. Um, that's just such a rewarding story, and it seems like just yesterday, 2015, I 
can't believe it's almost a decade and really a transformation mm-hmm. of that school campus. It is. Through yeah. the kind of learning, PBO, uh, that you've described, and we use a lot of acronyms, so project-based learning, I should yes. say. <laughs> um, but that idea of really bringing uh, children from the earliest of ages all the way through their eighth grade year, and, and that becomes a way of learning, a way of being. It really shapes who they are. I have to share with you, when I see uh, STEAM students out at any of the high schools, I can kind of pick them out. Yeah, I bet you can. Yes. <laughs> because that, yeah. they do approach their learning in a very different way. That, that actually doesn't surprise me at all. One of the things we've noticed over the years is we could, there was a, a bit of a shift we could tell when we were starting to have students who had been at STEAM for multiple years. And now the the children I teach, seventh and eighth graders, have been at, a lot of them have been at STEAM since kindergarten. Um, My daughter did young five. She'll be at STEAM for 10 years by the time she graduates. But in any case, we we noticed it because now when we start a project, the, the students know exactly what to do. They understand that we start with an entry event. We have a driving question. We're going to approach the content through this, this process of project based learning. And they know exactly what to do. And, uh, and you know, we always have kids transfer into STEAM just because of our, our reputation. We'll have kids who, who come in whenever or move to the neighborhood. But we're also starting to see that, uh, that institutional memory from the students who have been there since a very young age in that PBL is now just how they're, how they're used to learning. And they, they really have embraced the process. It's wonderful. I think that's just about as good of a, a <laughs> note to end this story on as, as we can have. Um, but I will go to uh, the good news segment on the A2 Schools podcast. And uh, we're going to actually do kind of a repeat, except for it's it's an improvement. So uh, back in the fall, we, we mentioned how Skyline volleyball player Harper Murray was named the state volleyball player of the year. Well, guess what? We're back to talk about her because – Gatorade went out and also named her the State Volleyball Player of the Year, which is another great accolade. But not only that, but they named her the 2023 Gatorade National Volleyball Player of the Year. So I just want to say congratulations to Harper Murray. Um, What a recognition and an honor. You know, with Harper, it's like one of those late night made for TV uh, infomercials. It's we want to say, but wait, Harper, <laughs> there's more. And then again, there's more. And I'm just so ecstatic and proud of Harper. I need to get over uh, to give her a high five. Well, Dr. Swift, you may have to wait to graduation ceremony or whenever she next comes back into town because she already uh, did the early graduation and is enrolled already at the University of Nebraska, where she will continue uh, her both her education and her excellence on the volleyball court. You know, yet another thing that Harper has done uh, to exceed and, and, and meet that high bar. So congratulations. Well, thank you uh, very much, uh, Jenny Allen, for joining us today to yes. talk about A2 STEAM and your wonderful project with your seventh graders making uh, a difference in the community and also learning a little bit more about science at the same time. Thanks for having me. 
And Dr. Swift, uh, thank you very much again for, for being with us here on the A2 Schools podcast. Wonderful, Andrew. It's always my favorite to have fabulous teachers, and we have many of them across the district we know. Uh, but Jenny, just great to see you, and thank you for the work that you're doing at A2 STEAM and leading the way on project-based learning with 7th and 8th grade scientists. Thank you. It's always a joy. <laughs> And thank you for listening to the A2 Schools podcast. As always, if you have any questions about the Ann Arbor Public Schools, the first place to go to look for answers is our website, a2schools.org. If you have a topic or suggestion about something that we should talk about on the future A2 Schools podcast, don't hesitate to send me an email at communications at a2schools.org. And once again, thank you very much for listening to this week's edition of the A2 Schools podcast. <laughs>